Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, welcome back to the Run Dot Down post game show here on the Strickland YouTube channel. You listen to this the After Strickland Podcast Network playoff post game show. Knicks take game one on the road in Cleveland, one hundred one to ninety seven. Uh, shout out to this guy right here on the shirt. I got the slam shirt. Um, but also shout out Josh Hart. Shout out, you know, Julius Randle. We'll get into all of it. But man, what a statement win, I would say, by the Knicks coming out in this game on the road. Um, not playing their prettiest basketball, of course. I mean, playoff basketball is usually not pretty. So get used to this. If this is your first time watching, you know, playoffs, I know with the Knicks, it's been quite some time. But man, um, yeah, this series is going to be a fun one for us. Gutter war, gutter <laughs> in the trenches. This is, this is John Rivers hoop. Like, this is the shit that we talk about. This is what your dad be talking about in, um, at the cookout, talking about, you know, the 90s Knicks used to hit people, and, you know, Jordan used to come into the garden and be sore for a week, and he had to take the next game off because he didn't want to get hit by Patrick Ewan and Anthony Mason. This is playoff basketball. This this is this is the peak the epitome of playoff basketball. You got yourselves a nice little duel with Jalen Brunson and um, Donovan Mitchell. Um, Donovan Mitchell, of course, you know he scored more, but it wasn't enough, as you know we see the by the end result. But you know, man, what a win! I mean, I was like, I'm I'm like partially losing my voice because I was like screaming after every huge bucket, every huge stop. Like that was just like that was fun. That that already like outclasses like the last time we were in the playoffs because like of course you know we had the whole pumpkin situation with certain players but yeah I mean let's let's just get into this game I mean I took notes for this game so you know I'm gonna just start out with you know what happened in the beginning of the game and and the flow of the game going throughout so f- first key thing that stuck out to me was RJ starting out on Darius Garland. Um, I know there was a lot of concerns about RJ defensively heading into this series, um, especially like who he would guard um, out of the like the two backcourt guys, because like you're not going to probably stick him on a coral. Maybe you would have. But um, he started out on Garland. He actually did a pretty good job on Garland. I would say he did a yep. great job on him all night, um, especially starting out. He got like what, two steals really early on in the game. Yep. Um, and I think his length really bothered bothered Garland. Um, so shout out to him for, you know, stepping up on defense. I know his offense is still a ways away from where we want it to be. Um, we were still able to get the win despite that, but I will say, um, good on him for showing up on defense. If he can just still give us like this, this, this should be the baseline of defense for him for the rest of the series. Cause he didn't close tonight and he didn't deserve to close tonight. Um, despite the good defense, but, um, he will earn himself more minutes than a lot of people anticipated if he can keep himself this way defensively yep like i have no complaints about rj barrett defensively tonight like he got after it he shut off garland's water in the second half garland cannot do i don't think garland took a shot in the second half like and maybe that may be garland just scared of the moment but like rj barrett played great defense all night long he was really active he was a great passer out of drives and that was the thing we talked about where it's like hey man if you can pass out of your drives there's something here and it's like he had six assists Four steals, one turnover. If a couple more of them shots go down, we're talking about RJ Barrett MVP. Like, that was the game defensively of his life. That might be the best defensive game he's ever played. He got the stocks, and we've talked about him not being able to get stocks. He got stocks. 
He passed out of his drives. He missed a couple bunnies. That's the RJ Barrett experience. He hit a three, which thank God, because that three was really big. I think the game was tied or about to be tied or like maybe we were up one and he had a three and it really like kept the momentum for us and it was awful offensive rebound he wasn't set like it was a really huge three at that moment and cannot see more about his defense offense was again dreadful but like if you could get after it on the boards if you could get after it with your passing and you can do the things you do defensively even if you shoot like shit Again, if you don't shoot well, you play well like that. That's why he was playing on the floor until the last two minutes where, like, the team just kind of needed offense at that point. But Mm -hmm. great game from him defensively. I have to keep stressing defensively because offensively, we don't want to talk about it. Um, It's not good. It's not good. But you expect that much because, you know, the Twin Towers that um, Cleveland has. But great game from him defensively. Love to see it. Really good from him. Keep it up. Hit, like, four more shots and we're chilling. Seriously. Um, another thing that I noticed early on in this game, um, and I kind of called it too, um, Obi was able to spell Randall a whole bunch tonight. Yes. Gave us great minutes. Um, I called it too because I was like, if Obi continues this play, continue the way he was playing at the end of the regular season, I thought that Thibs would trust him enough to give Randall um, some early, some earlier rest minutes. Um, just because he was coming back from being out for so long and obviously it would be like an adjustment period. And Dibs did exactly that and it paid off because Obi hit a three. He hit he was able to get out in transition and leak out. He yep. was um he was just a, he was just, he was just disruptive out there. And you know, that's what we need him to do in those minutes that he plays. And hopefully, I mean, if this cleaves up, I don't see any reason to change it. I mean, it worked out pretty well tonight, and there's yep. no one on the Cavs that really scares me enough. Um for Obi to like not be out there. I mean, you see, you see guys like Evan Mobley, they're out there smoking layups, Karis LeVert smoking layups. Like these guys, I mean, that's normal for those guys anyways, (laughs) but like that is the reason why you can trust Obi out there in those, in those moments. He also did a good job rebounding, which like Breen just like had to make such a, 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 a key of that. All night. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was definitely a Leon Rose memo to him. Shout out. He was like, definitely shout out Obi rebounding the ball. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just great to see Obi be able to spell um, Randall those minutes. Randall came out pretty good in that first half, I would say. That um, first quarter was. That, that first quarter was great. It, it 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 made me think that he was gonna get thirty. Um, and then the second half happened, and then I was like, I was yeah. like, oh no, never mind. Um, thank you, Obi, for these minutes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, shout out to Obi. He gave us great minutes. He was able to really give Randall um some rest. Um. But yeah, which is huge. I and I wouldn't be surprised if like the plan was to maybe keep Randall at thirty, or sub thirty. But like when Brunson in foul trouble, you had to have Randall on the court for a little bit longer maybe than anticipated. Like I think the original minutes might have been like thirty eighteen, but then it was like Brunson had three fouls. You have to have Randall in there. Like it, the lineups were like one, both of them were on the court, weren't on the court, were bad. Like they could not score. That I think, I think the defense held up, but they just could not score, and. Chips like, okay, I need Randall in there because ultimately we get like, I need somebody who could at least take off pressure and be some sort of offensive creator because we'll talk about him soon, but quickly was a little bit tense in these moments. And it was very unquickly like, but I mean, he still, I do feel like he was being a little bit adventurous, but like, yeah, I think the goal was maybe keep Randall like 28 to 30 minutes. They had him at 33 ultimately, which was not the best, but you could live with it. He didn't have the best shooting game, Randall, but like, 
And a couple of those turnovers were just Mitch having their own hands, which really fucking sucks. But I liked his rebounding. He had the best rebound of the night on that offensive rebound. Biggest rebound of the season. Yes. So far. Yes, and that was huge. He had double-double, 19 and 10, four assists, two steals. He got everything defensively. He, Mobley could not do anything against him. Mobley could not do anything against him. That was the best defense Randall's played all season. Like, and the first quarter was, the first quarter was, first half was huge because, like, Mitchell had it going, Brunson was on the bench, and Randall kind of, like, took it on himself to really um, establish that consistency that Brunson usually gives this team. And when Brunson was on the bench, he didn't play the last five minutes of the second half. It was huge. Um, Dude, three stupid bogus fouls, I will say. Yes. Um, But, yeah, like, they kind of took turns stabilizing the team. Like, Randall stabilized the team in the first half because of um, Jalen Brunson's foul trouble. Um, and, you know, just Grimes didn't give us anything really offensively. Quickly didn't give us anything offensively. Mitch was uneven for that first half for the majority of it. So Randall, surprisingly, was able to stabilize us. And there was a moment where Randall got into it. Was that the first half or the second half? I think it first was. Half. It was the first half he got into it with Jared Allen, and he was the one that backed away from it. Jared Allen, were... Jared Allen tried that shit, and he was just like, "What do you like?" Randall looked at it like, "Dude, I'm like 20 pounds heavier than you. Like, you don't, you're not built for it." And then Donald Mitchell tried like push him away and get the crowd involved, and then Julius just doing this on the other side, like. So I shout out, to, shout yeah. out to Randall for you know composing himself in that moment because that is something that we were concerned about heading into the playoffs. Is like, can Randall? Can he handle these moments and like what will he do when you know things aren't going his way or like things get like a little ultra physical? Will he, you know, revert back to old ways or will he, you know, take a step back like he did today? That was good to see him do that. Um, definitely it definitely helped because like Brunson was on the court. Brunson is usually someone that like gets him to ease off those situations. So, you know, it was good to see Randall keep himself composed. My my um, man went back to his Zen classes and got back with his. And he had he had two weeks off. He had two yeah. weeks off. My man watched White Lotus. He had him sign. He has, he was sipping some wine watching White Lotus, and he was with the kids. He's good. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, like he stopped himself, which is good. Um, yeah, you saw him like pulling away and just having like, I saw him talking to like Zarba in the in the third quarter. I was like, ah oh, shit, here it comes. And no, he he was composed. It was a good conversation. He was animated, but he wasn't like losing his going head. at the ref. He wasn't going at him. Which like, is he was like, just trying to, like, clarify, like, because you could see Zach Zarba. He was, like, nodding his head. His head he was like, oh, okay, I missed that, whatever whatever okay. it was. But, yeah. yeah, it was good to see that happen. And, um, all right, let's 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 get into the second half, third quarter. It's the, the Jalen Brunson Hart. show. The Jalen, the Villanova boys. The Villanova show. It's the Villanova yeah. show in the second half, basically. Jay Wright, Jay Wright was out here, was at home clapping his head off because it was Jalen Brunson went him up in the third quarter. Remember, he rested like the last nine minutes of his first half, and he just came out, and it was just bucket, 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 bucket. And then Josh Hart came through, and he was like, all right, I got it too. And then he was getting buckets, coming down transition, um, getting to the rim, uh, just defense, crazy. just Rebounding. Man. Rebounding. I have rebounding in all caps in my notes in my yep. phone. Just rebounding, 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 rebounding was huge. 
huge. He's like six five, and the six, the the Cavs had two seven footers out there, and he was out there amongst the trees with like one leg at one point, just like yep. grabbing boards. It was insane. Mobley should be ashamed of himself for the way he was rebounding that game, bro. Like, I know he had, I think he had ten or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mobley had eleven rebounds. They didn't matter. They did not matter. You want you want to know why Mobley had eleven rebounds? The Jared Allen had fourteen rebounds. Because everybody else in the team had five. Nobody else had more than five. And Donovan Mitchell had five in 44 minutes. Uh, Darius Garland had none. Okoro had three. Like, that team cannot rebound. Their rebounding is atrocious. And the Knicks bullied them. The Knicks bullied them. It was Randall getting after it. It was Mitchell Robinson getting after it. For all the polls that Mitchell Robinson had, he still had five offensive rebounds, eight rebounds in total, and was just putting his fist in. Like, he was putting his elbows and his arms into Mobley, and Mobley was just getting bumped off his spot a ton. Hardenstein was giving him that work as well, and then Josh Hart comes through, and they're just like, the Knicks have a physicality that the Cavs can't match. They can't match it, and that's just because like they're not, they don't have their grown man bodies yet. Like, and that's that's part of the problem when it's like you're dealing with a team so young. Like, Evan Mobley was getting hammered for how long did he play? He played 37 minutes, and it was just hit. Hit, hit, hit. It was, it was on um, both ends. Because, yeah. like, offensively, he was getting bumps from Randall, from Mitch, from Hart, from Hartenstein. And then on defense, he had to guard Randall a bunch. And Randall was just putting his body into him, getting, make sure to get some space. Like, he was just doing all he could. Um, and, you know, Mobley, he's going to be up for defensive, he's up for defensive player of the year this year. God bless his soul this series. I don't see it. Need, I, don't I don't see it this it. series. And he's going to need like a million ice baths. Like, yeah, like, it. they're going to wear down on you throughout this series. Like, that's the thing. Like, the Knicks are just going to wear down on the Cavs. And I don't think the Cavs have the physical strength to deal with how strong the Knicks are. They also just don't have the bodies either. Like, as you saw in this game, as the game went down, they just stopped playing Dean Wade. Um, So, like, now their rotation is down to, like, what? seven guys and seven how many guys. of seven guys and how many of them do they trust like for real for real like Karis Levert was smoking layups Rubio was making blunders called getting fouls Shetty like, Osmond was their option tonight I think he has to get two threes but like if Shetty Osmond is your option then that's the problem and, and I don't know and, if he was closing down the stretch because of what happened was, to Okoro um Okoro got knocked in the face by um Randall best foul I've ever seen in my life Julius Randle was out here sucking project. I don't give a damn. We this is the playoffs. I mean, like, who knows? He might like that. Might be a thing where if Okoro's concussed, he might miss the next game or two. Like, I don't know. Depending on the rest, the um, the days of rest situation. Um, but yeah, I don't know if Okoro didn't close because of that. I mean, the Knicks were happy to leave Okoro open. He was missing every single three. Um, um, and that and that's what we expected the Knicks game plan to be. Um, but yeah, I mean. They left Chetty Osmond on an island out there, and Jalen Brunson took full advantage of it, um, just getting clutch bucket after clutch bucket. Shout out Jalen Brunson. This is the reason why you brought him here. I mean, how many times are we going to say this all year? But these are the moments that you brought him here for to, you know, take over in these situations. You know, Randall didn't have it going in the second half. Um, you know, most of the Knicks guards and wings couldn't do anything outside of Josh Hart offensively. Um, shout out Josh Hart for that. Big three, by the way. That yeah, that three was nuts. <laughs> Rand, like Josh Hartley is just like he. I, if he's gonna keep being like the guy that just hits like the timely threes all the time, then 
I have no problem at it's, all. It's like the quickly just... thing from last year, where like quickly would always hit a timely three when the Knicks were trying to make a run or like put it over the top, and Josh Hart just apparently just got that through osmosis, and it's great. Like he's not going to take a lot, we know that, but the dude's going to make him when he needs to make him, and cannot complain about him anymore. Like I just love, I, I love watching him play, man. He's just. He just did everything like you, you would not tell this is his first playoff game. Like he just he is that type of player that we all said this, too. He said, like, he is the type of player that's going to come through in the playoffs. He's going to really perform well in the playoffs because, like, he just does all the intangibles, all the little stuff. And he just makes all the timely plays. And that's what you saw tonight um, on a night where Grimes, IQ and RJ just did not have it offensively. He was able yeah. to produce and be that third guy. Um, so shout out to him. Um, and you know, I, I I assume as the series goes on, I think Grimes will get more comfortable. I think IQ will yeah. definitely get more comfortable, and he won't have to do all that he did tonight. But like he, he, when he is able to do these type of things, it's like the little icing and the sprinkles on top um, for everything else that he does. Um, but yeah, I mean, shout out to to Villanova because they came through for us tonight in a huge way. Um, but yeah. What a fucking game, man! Oh my god, Nixon four. I mean, I I saw a post today by um a, a, a tweet by Ariel just recently. He he said that the Cavs they have about like four guys that they trust. Um, and let me see if I could find the tweet. Yeah, they don't trust like they do not trust anybody on that team. Like Isaac Kokoro was smoking. He was smoking. He was smoking his threes. The Knicks were just letting him shoot. And then when he got the ball, they were just like sagging off the paint. Because if Isaac Okoro was making threes, then he would have lived with that. Evan yeah, so Mobley. Yeah, sorry. So here's Ariel's tweet. A Pacheco at NBA if you're not following. Does great stuff on there. Um, Cavs only having four guys they can trust is a big problem. They can't put together any lineup that gives them a good combo of shooting and defense. It's an even, it's an even bigger problem when one, of, one or more of those four sit. Um, yeah, and I mean, of those four, you have two of them who just can't handle the physicality, or I think the physicality is going to wear on them, like you said, long term over this series, just because like they just don't have the physical bodies for it, as well as they just don't have like the physicality themselves to do it. So, yep, like their problem is they have one really good guy, and then you they need a second option. Honestly, if Garland is going to be tight like that. That's a problem, and this is the good and the bad with Mitchell, where it's like Mitchell is going off crazy, but no, no other guys get into a rhythm. And even if he scores, again, 38, and he was efficient doing it, he took 30 shots. He took more than double the shots of anybody else in the team. And the Knicks beat them. And then look at their minute distribution. Garland played 43, Mitchell played 43, Allen played 43, Mobley played 38. And nobody else on the team, aside from McCorro, played 20. Like, Karis LeBurk played 18. Deedway played 7. Ricky Rubio saw minutes in the first half. Never saw minutes again. Shetty Osmond was closing down the stretch because Ice McCorro gave you nothing and was probably hurt. They need to get two other guys who are reliable offensively. And as much as Evan Mobley is good defensively, offensively, that dude is still giving you 14 points a game. Like, he's not there yet. Darius Garland needs to be not tight. But he's not there yet. And the Knicks just have so much depth that even when guys like Quickly and RJ and Grimes struggle, Hart can come in. 
and be a really big star on the bench. Obi Toppin can give you solid contribution. Team, like this is basically you can match mostly match um, Mitchell's production with Brunson, and that's what happened. You have Randall and Garland who are like battling it out. They basically washed, and then it's just the Knicks have so much more depth than the Cavs that it comes down to can the Cavs starters significantly outplay the um, the Knicks starters, and that didn't even happen tonight. So. If the Cavs starters can't get it going like that, then it's it's looking grim for the Cavs. I think Mitchell will win them a game because like, he's just insane, and credit to him, he played his ass off. But yeah, man, I I, I think the Knicks, the Knicks is the fact that they didn't play anybody more than thirty three minutes this game is nuts. Like Randall played the most at thirty three minutes, but then you see thirty one for RJ. 26 for Mitch, 26 for Grimes, 29 for Brunson, 23 for Quickly, 15 for Obi, 32 for Josh Hart, 22 for um, Hart, uh, White Hart, or actually Mixed Race Hart, Mixed Race Hart. But that again, wait, no, they're both light-skinned. Damn. Um, but yeah, so like the Knicks have insane depth. They can keep their guys fresher than the Cavs can keep their guys, and the Knicks just have more options offensively. And I mean, I mean, everything that we kind of like predicted to be in our in our favor before this series started kind of came to fruition already in game one. The, the rebounding thing. We knew the Cavs were a bad rebounding team. We know we were a, a, a dominant one of the best rebounding teams, if not the best offensive rebounding team in the league. And we saw that come to fruition tonight. We also said our depth is going to be a problem for them. Like, ev- like you said. Look at the minutes distribution tonight. Like, this is not even something that's typical of a, of a Thibs team either. And, like, some people may point to, you know, Jalen Brunson's early foul trouble and Randall's conditioning, you know. Maybe Thibs sees that this is something that worked and he continues to do it. But, like, this is something that has been sustainable for the Knicks pretty much for the, the whole year. Um, you, you probably see Jalen Brunson's minutes probably go up more just because he won't be in foul trouble. Um, but, yeah, I mean... We'll see how things go. Game two is going to be very interesting to see how the Cavs, I guess, try to adjust. Um, I don't know what more they can do besides, you know, just hoping more shots go in, um, honestly. But, like... That's their adjustment. That's their adjustment. They have no adjustments. This is the problem. Like, they do not have a way to adjust. What are you going to do? You're going to trap Brunson more. You're going to try to double Randall. You have the ball out of his hands. I think they forced... How many turnovers? They forced... 13 turnovers out of the Knicks, and the Knicks forced actually actually forced less turnovers um, than the Knicks did. But like, think about from that perspective, it's like, do you think that? Okay, I shouldn't say this out loud. Do you think Julius Randle should will shoot better than seven to twenty in this series? Probably. Hopefully. Hopefully, do you think that RJ Barrett will go two for twelve again? Probably Hopefully not. not. Do you think Emmanuel quickly is going to not make a field goal? Probably not. And do you think he's going to have three turnovers that were really, really rough? And they were all in the like jump passes? Probably not. Like, the Knicks' margin of ever is so much higher than the Cavs. Knocking Be- on wood, by the way. Yes. Because they just have significantly more depth. So, I think if you take game two, I think the Cavs are done. I, I, I think the Cavs are done if you take game two. I mean, what, but what winning game two is not impossible. Well, like you already have home court advantage. You're playing with house money in game two. 
Yeah. And if you win game two, done. Done. Because then the Cavs are horrible on the road. And we've been better as of late. I mean, yeah. you know, scratch those last couple of games, whatever they were, you know, the um, they, don't they don't really count the end of the ga- end of the year games. But I mean, we've been awesome at home as of late. Um, and just like seeing Brunson be able to cook on that MSG court in the playoffs. Woo! Oh, my gosh. Crowd could be going crazy. Like, I mean, the Cavs, I'm I like how the Knicks were able to, for the most part, keep their composure. The Cavs crowd was rocking today. I'll give them that. Like yeah. their crowd, their crowd was rocking, especially to it, start it the was, game. It was rocking like white people. Start the rocking. game, it was loud as hell. Like if you were on, the, if you're watching the MSG broadcast, they had Rebecca Harlow giving like the the sideline report at the beginning of the game. You could not hear a word Shorty said. They kept trying to raise her volume, and it just like, it, it felt like the Cavs just kept getting louder and louder. It's like what the hell is going on? But yeah, I'll give them that. They crowd was on fire today, to, at least to start the game. Um, and you know, shout out to the Knicks for you know pushing through the early foul trouble of, of Brunson, um, and and you know the struggles of their their guards and wings, and being able to push through and and, and get a win like this on the road. That that's that's huge for this team. I mean, this team like the rotation is full of all these young guys that the Knicks have like drafted and and gathered from from around the league. So it's just it's just great to see them put together this 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 win. Um, yeah. Yep. There's just. There's just such a high ceiling on this on this team for this series, man. I just, ah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. And also, first first road win, game one since I forget what they said, but it was like ten years. Since 1999, first game one road win. For the Damn. Knicks. This is the first road win for them in general since 2013. You take those. You take those. A lot of sad history with the Knicks, but it's good to see the Knicks, you know, riding all those wrongs this year. Or at least, you know, making good on them. Um, all right. Let's get into comments. Get into some comments. Shout out to everyone that's been in here. We got 34 live viewers. Make sure you guys leave a like and subscribe. We're on our way to 1K subs. So all that you do helps us out a ton. Um, oh, Brian Benjamin back in here early. He was leaving a ton of comments. He said, are we watching the RJ game? I might have been watching the defensive highlights. And then he said, never mind. Spoke too soon. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, Jojo Liddy says, good gritty win. No one played their best. Spider went off and we still stole the win with RJ in particular impressed despite not scoring. Has he been listening to the Strickland? <laughs> yeah, I hope he has, bro. Shout us out. Would appreciate it. Uh, shout out to RJ if he's listening to the Strickland. I mean, you know, he's definitely, he's probably hates Schwinn at this point. Um, like he probably deeply hates Schwinn if he's listening to the Strickland, but at least, you know, he came out defensively and performed, you know, like we said earlier, if he can just give us this baseline of defense for the whole series and he's going to be guarding Darius Garland for the most of it, then Hey, I, I, I just knocked down a couple more open shots and I am good. Honestly, so all we need is like 15. Just give us 15. That's all we need. If you can get a third guy to give us 15, the team is good. We're good. Like IQ, Grimes, and um, RJ shot 3 of 21 from the field. There is so much room for improvement on that. And if one of those guys can get to feel like a 15 to 20 game, 
we're we're cooking with gas. But a lot of people, a lot of people were right with this series. They said that this series, you know, is going to be one of those series where the scores aren't going to be as crazy as that last game was. Um, oh, you mean we're not getting treated like the fucking Hawks? No, not, not even just that, but like the last game where you know. Um, 131 yeah. yeah, that game, like everyone was like, Oh, it's playoff preview. Even us, we were guilty of saying it was a playoff playoff preview, but I think it's this this today's game is a much more accurate depiction of what this series is gonna be. Just because the Cavs defense is still good enough to give us problems, but like it's not good enough to like completely shut us down. And you know, we still had to overcome Jalen Brunson foul trouble, Julius Randle, you know, shooting like shit, um, IQ playing awful, like that's very that's been very rare as of late. Um, Grimes giving you nothing. Um, like, you know, all those factors, you know, you think that some of those are going to change going forward in this series. So maybe the, maybe the scoring stays this low. Maybe it doesn't. But, I mean, I think this is – these are going to be gritty wins, I think. Yep. And that's how we like them. I don't want no damn pretty win. I don't want no 120 spot fest. Nah, give me, give me the hustle shit. Give me the shit to make Patrick Ewan get like a tingle in his loins. I need that. Walt Clyde Frazier says Hart deserves the entire fucking flower shop tonight. He definitely does. I mean, I thought he was done after he was yeah. on the floor in a heap. And he comes down and hits a freaking big three. Like, wow. It was this a guy. step back. It was a step back, unassisted three. That's the first unassisted three he's hit all season for the Knicks. Also, no, all season. All season. That's that insane. was the first unassisted three he's hit all season, and he hits it in the biggest game of his life, in his first playoff game, to put the Knicks up two when they were down one. And it was like, I think, less than a minute, or not less than two minutes left in the game. He just showed so much composure down the stretch. Like like I said, like you just couldn't even tell that this was his first playoff game. So, you know, shout out to him for, you know, just continuing to be consistent, continuing to, like, not let the moment really falter him or anything for that matter. So if he can continue to give us this, then I don't know, man. They're saying it's ice be rough Cora for the Cavs. They're saying Ice Kikora don't have long in the league. <laughs> they was frying him all game on the timeline. And rightfully so, I mean, like, they were legit. Like, the Knicks just did not care if he shot the ball. Yeah, like – who do you care about this team scoring? Like it, it's Karis Levert you care about. It, it, so I'm sorry, it's Karis Levert you're caring about. Just say that to yourself and understand what the point I'm trying to make. Like maybe you have he'll have a game, but like the Knicks just have way more options to start to offensively and defensively. They can shut them the fuck down because they're not going to shoot well because they don't have shooting. So I I, I just. I think the Knicks just match up so well with this team. And if Donovan Mitchell has a, has a bad game, like, this is Donovan Mitchell at his peak. If Donovan Mitchell has a game where he goes, like, 6 for 20, like, if he has a random game tonight where he goes, like, 7 for 20, do you think they're, they're winning that game? Hell no. It's going to be an ugly game for the Cavs. Exactly. He was so legit, like, like, their only source of offense for a good majority of that second half. And I think for that second half, too, I think Josh Hart did a really good job on him. Like, Josh Hart was all over the place on him. And he just made tough shots. But, like, at that point, you just got to, like, like, Josh Hart, like, on the MSG broadcast, there was, like, a Josh Hart, um, like, a little a little thing where they were asking him. Like, it was, like, 
one of those studio sessions, they were asking him like, um, you know, like what's the key to guarding um, Donovan Mitchell? And he was like, just being physical with him and not getting discouraged when he makes tough shots. And like, that's the whole approach I think the Knicks have to take. Like, you just got to tip your cap to whenever Donovan Mitchell just takes, just hits one of these ridiculous shots. Cause that's what he's going to do. That's what he has to do to keep the Cavs alive in the series. Um, because they don't really have much going for them outside of him. And I mean, Darius Garland was able to like hit shots today, but like he hasn't played well against us all year. Like this was his first, like pretty decent or good game versus us. And it wasn't really nothing that spectacular. It was enough to keep them close with us, but yeah. Yep. I, it's just, man, I, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the Cavs chart chart right now. So the Cavs did 21 shots and Donovan Mitchell took more than half of them. That wow. is their fourth quarter offense. So it was so everybody played the entire fourth quarter. Jared Allen played the entire fourth quarter. Donovan Mitchell played the entire fourth quarter. Darius Garland played the entire fourth quarter, and Shetty Osmond essentially played the entire fourth quarter. So Donovan Mitchell took twelve shots, made five of them, had fourteen points in the quarter. Jared Allen took four shots. Evan Lillard took three shots. He missed them all. Shetty Osmond took two shots, made them both. Where is their offense coming from if Darius Garland is not going to take a shot in the entire second half? Or rather, not into the entire fourth quarter? That is a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. Um, and realistically, like, again, the Knicks suck shit. Randall went one of seven. Um, RJ went one of seven. Like, they did not shoot well. They shot better in the second half, I'll say. But it was Brunson and Hart realistically, and Obi. Brunson hard and Obi. Otherwise, they really weren't getting much. So, there, there is, the ceiling is high. The ceiling is high. I'll say that much. Um, Let's see. Let's see. Jordan Bob says Grimes was excellent at point of attack all night long. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Grimes was was great. He stayed with 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 Donovan Mitchell. Um, Donovan Mitchell, of course, like we just said, just hit tough shots. Like you just got to tip your cap to him at that point. Um, but I think the Knicks they they made him work for a ton of buckets. Like nothing was easy really for him tonight, and that's what you kind of have to have your game plan be going in this in this series like against someone like Donovan Mitchell you just got to make him work for every bucket if he makes them you know shake his hand if he doesn't run back the other way get running on def- or running on offense <clears throat> um let's see Zach Davis Zach Davis says RJ also wasn't trying to shoot like he was taking shots he was supposed to take yeah RJ didn't really force anything offensively I will say um thank god you know kudos to him for being aware of the moment um yeah he just like took open shots there was a tough shot that he took and he, he kind of had to take it um um at the end of a shot clock over donovan mitchell where he, he he made the floater um but yeah he wasn't really forcing anything tonight and that was that was really good to see i mean i, I thought for the most part like if he just hit his shots he would have had a really good game today um but you know his shots just weren't falling defensively. He was there. His passing was there. His decision-making was pretty good for the most part. Like, you know, he just got to hit shots. That's it. Yep. That's all you need. If he could hit shots, like, we're cooking. Even yeah. more so. Even more so. Um, Keeping up with the RJ theme here. 
Kid Kuro says, this is the exact kind of game I want to see from RJ this series. Good defense, six assists, four rebounds, four steals. That one turnover he had sucked, but he was driving to pass more than shoot, and that's great. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, one thing that we pointed out heading into this series. Um, And a lot of people point out in this series is, like, can RJ drive? Can he leverage his driving into making, creating opportunities for others? Um, And that's what he did today. Can't complain. Tony Pesto on Twitter. Good news is that that was the worst punch Cleveland has to offer and pretty close to New York's best punch, and it went down to the wire. Donovan Mitchell scored 38 points. That was our best punch? All right. Okay, like, Donovan Mitchell scored 38 points on 30 shots. For all the shit we're giving Darius Garland, he scored 17 points on 13 shots. He was actually fairly efficient. Mind you, the best player in the team went 7 of 20. RJ Barrett, the supposed third option, went 2 of 12. Emmanuel quickly did not hit a shot. And somehow that was our best punch. I, lo- I love some good playoff. I love some good playoff answer, but like. That's nowhere near our best punch. Like. I love when people lie. Yep. And also, like, you got worked on the boards. Worked. The Knicks out-rebounded you 51-38. to 38. That's not changing because you've been a garbage-rounded rebounding team since the All-Star break. I think they've been, like, they've been the worst defensive rebounding team in the last four years. Uh, slight present that, not me. But, like, shouts uh, to Pod Strickland. We get our info from Pod Strickland. But, like, so, like, you are a really bad re- rebounding team. The Knicks are a really good rebounding team. And you have one guy in the offense who's, like, a threat, and he's getting his numbers, but otherwise nobody else in the team will score. Like, I, I don't know what people saw, but, like, that's going to be the series. That's going to be the game. Rebounding and the Knicks being able to rely on their depth more than the Cavs can. And if Julius and RJ – sorry, yeah, Julius and RJ can get their shit together offensively, what do you do? And even if it's not Julius and RJ, Hart, OB, IQ, Grimes. So, wow. Knicks get – Knicks and Cavs, they get some decent rest in this series. I'll say that. The league knew. The league knew. They're like, yeah, we want this one to go a while. This, go, this is going to be the one for the ratings. Nobody want to watch the Nets, Sixers, and Hawks. Celtics. Like, I took a nap during Hawks Celtics. Yeah, that shows a blowout after the first quarter. I didn't care about that. I took a nap. So I'm either. glad I did because I'm, I'm well rested for the rest of the day. Yep. Like that, that series was garbage and they cut it to 12 at one point. People go, like, oh, there's a run coming. No, there's not. And then the Nets just like, they rolled over and died because Spencer did a video once to hoop and he's a globetrotter. Zach Davis says, we are focused on RJ because he was the weak point coming into this game. But Guy who was really surprisingly bad was IQ. Yeah, IQ had a really he looked like he just like had the jitters early in this game. Like he was just making like a a lot of like jump passes and like turning them in t- throwing turnovers. Um I don't expect this to continue just because like this is just not who IQ is on a consistent basis. Like he is someone that consistently makes the right plays even when he's not shooting well. So I expect him to come out in game two. And if not game two, I expect him to come out in game three, especially on the home court, to come out and really, like, change 
you know, how he's playing. Yeah. I, he's not going to change how he's playing. He just needs to hit shots. Honestly, analysis comes down to the guys who should hit shots should hit shots. I didn't, I didn't think the process was bad. I thought Ike was doing stuff fine. He was just tight, which makes sense. Like, first, like getting back to the playoffs, like I expected Grimes to be tight. Um, I expected someone like Mitch to be tight. They were tight. First game of the playoffs on the road, you know, like hostile environment. You got to adjust. And remember, like these teams are two young teams. So like guys are going to be a little bit nervous to start off their series. It's fine. But the Knicks, again, won that series despite the fact that the guy on the other team went up for 38. So. Gotta take what you can get. Like the fact, if you're able to, to like survive that, and you're basically telling yourself, okay, this guy needs to score like 45 for them to have a chance. The confidence you gotta feel is just so strong. Like, you gotta make Darius Garland and Evan Mobley beat you. I don't know if they can do that. I don't know if they can do that. Like, they, I think they can do that eventually, but they're two years away from doing that, dude. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Um, Zach Davis also says, imagine if Grimes were quick was hot offensively, this would have been over. Yeah. They're, they're, they're very lucky. And they say, and this is our best punch, but like if Grimes is on a heater today, like he was the last like 15 games of the season, this game would have been over really quickly. Yeah. Really quick. They were up what 12 at one point. And I think they pushed the lead again to 10 in the fourth quarter. Like might've been the third, might have been the third. Third, like it, late third, early fourth, but like, yeah. Then if the Knicks just kind of like sustain that, and then they, I think with the game, it might be eight late before like Donovan Mitchell went on that run, fueled by turnovers. Like the Knicks played decent basketball. I feel like they could play. They played a little bit sloppy with the ball towards the end. And again, the Heat, the Cavs still couldn't beat them. So say what you want about best punch, but I don't think that was close to the best punch. That might have been a little jab. That was a little jab, and I think the Cavs threw out more. It was a little love tap on the face. Right, but we, we were slap offs, and the Cavs were trying to, like, start a fight. Yeah. And again, I can't, I cannot harbor this enough. Their stars played 10 more minutes than our guys. If that's going to be a trend of this series, they're going to be gassed. Yeah. They're going to be gassed. So, like, the fact that we're able to have the rest advantage – now we have home court, and now we've taken their best punch from their best player. Uh, all right, man. All right. It's going to be a very fun and interesting series going forward. Very fun. Okay. Argue with Tony Pesto on Twitter. All right. Gotcha. Cavs are 9-6 and six when Mitchell scores 38-plus. LOL. The rest of the team is typically throwing if Mitchell feels the need to score that much. Why does Mitchell feel the need to score that much? It's almost because the rest of the team sucks offensively. I mean, you had guys missing layups for the Cavs. I um, mean, but like... Like bunnies. Bunnies. And also, like, this is probably the worst game that they've played against the Cavs all season. Aside from it the 92-81 game. Like, think about- I mean, no matter how ugly we play, we're still able to, like, still somehow beat them. They cannot beat us. The only time they beat us is when they get the only thing they beat us is from the the fake Kevin Love and Dean Wade game. Like they literally had to have two guys go off for eight threes. 
And we still had that. Wait, we still had the lead in the fourth quarter. We were playing Evan Fournier, Cam Reddish, and Derrick Rose, bro. I mean, there's there's a lot of reason for us Knicks fans to feel very confident in this series, just because we've seen, you know, a consistent pattern of certain things continue. All right, I'm going to respond live on air. Y'all haven't beaten us since we changed the rotation. I'm weak. Kurt Schultz says, I think this was Thibs' best game as a Knicks coach. He stole minutes for Brunson at the end of the third, and it helped. Really good minutes distribution. Trusted Mitch as he started to dominate in the fourth. Yep, yep. I think Mitch played a really rough one to three. In the fourth quarter, he was... Great, and then he took him out right when he needed to, and finished off the heart. Great adjustments from Tibbs, great rotations from Tibbs, um, trusting his team when he needed to trust his team. The right sub was Quentin Grimes and Isaiah Hartenstein. And I think a lot of us were talking about that on Twitter. He did it. It was great to see. Just yeah, I I, I loved what I saw from him. I was a really big fan. Like if he could coach like that, I feel like Jamie Bickerstaff like. I think J.D. Bickerstaff is kind of tipsy in the way he like he will ride his um he'll ride his bench pause uh, or rather he'll ride his starters a lot once again pause um I, I think Donovan Mitchell was playing like close to forty minutes to like end the season like if you remember the run we were on like two years ago where like um Julius was playing like essentially fucking the whole second half to win a lot of games. Like, you look at the minutes distribution since All-Star break, 31 for Mitchell. I was going to go for Mitchell alone, but, like, uh, 31, 31, 43, 24 in a blowout, 47 against the Boston Celtics, 34, 42, and then he misses the game, 40, 26 in a blowout, 37, 30, um, 34, 37, 40, 40, 40, 40 against, like, those will add up. Those are going to add up. And meanwhile, the Knicks rested a ton. Randall was rested. Um, Julius was rested. And the guys who were getting minutes late in the series, like late in the season, weren't really getting minutes in the earlier season. So, like, I, I whatever, man. Let, let Tony Pesta cook. Someone asked on Twitter, so who won the Jordan Poole, Tyler Hero, RJ Barrett debate? Um, I said nope. their bank accounts. Yeah. No, their no bank accounts won. won the debate. <laughs> they all won because they all got paid and they're all doing fine. So that's who won. None of us won. So we all lost. Give me Harrison Bars in this team. <laughs> well, Clyde Frazier says, Will should Deuce get any spot minutes as a Mitchell mitigator this series? I think Thibs should have put him in when D- Donovan Mitchell got hot and Brunson was out of foul trouble in the second quarter. Um, I mean, I think just – I think I like Thibs trusting who he had already on the court. Um, maybe you use spy- – I mean, um, Deuce, um, you know, I don't know. Maybe. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not complaining, but, like, I also, you know – I wouldn't mind it either. Who are you taking out? You're not Maybe running like, ten. You're not running ten. He's not. Run, he's not going to run ten. Like yeah, you'd have to take ten in the playoffs. You'd have to probably take minutes from RJ. 
that's if like if that's if like Brunson isn't like in foul trouble. If RJ wasn't as good defensively as he was, um, yeah, yeah, then maybe you try Deuce there. But like since RJ was good defensively today, he just trusted who he had on the court, and you know, yeah, credit him for doing that. He trusted them when he needed to trust them, and then when they saw they were getting tight, he switched them. He switched it up, and the Cavs don't have that pivot. That's huge for the Knicks. The Knicks could just go to other guys, and the Cavs cannot. And again, you saw it in the fourth quarter where their four main guys played all 12 minutes, and their fifth guy was Isaac Hurl. They're probably gonna if Isaac Hurl played decently, they would have played the entire fourth quarter with the same starting five. That's gonna be the series, dude. The Knicks are gonna be able to rotate guys out, and the Cavs won't be able to do that. How do you respond? We will see how they respond. Um, also, yeah, if the Cavs are nine and six when Donovan scores thirty, that means that you guys don't win. <laughs> Thank you, Chris Bernard. Like, yeah, so that means that you guys are really beatable when he goes up because he's probably the only person on the team worth scoring, which is probably going to define the series. Martin B says, did you guys notice Brunson calming down Thibs after his turnover late in the game and Thibs actually didn't call timeout? That superstar aura. Yeah, I mean, there was like, there was a ton of moments where Brunson was just like telling guys like, hey, calm down, calm down. Um, There was stretches, um, you know, there was one stretch where they got the offensive rebound and like he didn't go right away. Like he like told everybody, all right, ease up, ease up. We got the offensive board. And I think that's when he hit like one of those shots over Chetty. Um, yeah. He hit the layup, I think it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's just like, he's just such a calming factor for this team. Um, it's really great to have that for once. This Kings and Warriors game is nuts. They're just flying around. Holy shit. I've been like watching it out of the corner of my eye. I haven't really been paying attention to it. Like, going from, like, Cavs, Knicks to this is just, like, it's jarring. <laughs> uh. um, Kai Frazier says, Donovan had a dozen heroic highlights tonight, but the Knicks win erased that from the, play- from the playoff psyche. Do you believe this was a demoralizing loss for the Cavs that could affect them in game two? Um, I mean, maybe um it's hard to say until you like see the way they come out in game two um i know for the knicks um when we lost our game one on at home versus the hawks um in a similar not in a similar way but like a similar score like we lost by like four point four points or so or like not even four points we lost by two actually um after some bs by bogdanovich um that was demoralizing for us because we lost on like a bs play um, but I don't know. It depends on, it, you won't know if, if it's demoralizing, um, until you see how they come out in game two. Now, if they lose game two at home. I'm tell if they lose game two, you took their soul. That is demoralizing. If they lose game two, you took their soul because now it's how do we beat this team? And now we're going to Baker. And MSG is going to be on rocking. fire. It's going to be on It's going Friday. to be a Friday. It's going to be 8.30 on a Friday night. People are going to be ge- getting fucking lit, okay? People are going to be getting fucking lit like, that you, day. You're going, be, you're going to be dealing with a crowd that's about to see their team up 2-0 in the series. You're about to, like, beers are going to be flowing. The Rangers are in the playoffs as well. So people, energy is going to just be, Garden is eating right now, dude. Like, 
Garden is Eden. Everybody in New York's winning right now. Like the energy that's gonna be in that building will be special. And you're gonna have to deal with that down to oh when y'all already suck in the run you're five hundred. Yeah, it's gonna be it's good. That's when I think it'll be demoralizing. Um, but I think this is this could be demoralizing too, because it's like your best player gave you one of his better efforts, um, and it still wasn't enough. Um, despite the other team, you got their best player in foul trouble. Their second best player had a terrible second half offensively, and their role players, basically almost all of them, their their key ones at least with IQ, Grimes, and RJ did not show up for the most part on offense, and you still lost. So that could be demoralizing when you really look at it. I mean, this Tony Pesta guy is probably like drinking, sucking in a whole bunch of copium right now, um, you know, saying that this was our best punch, but like this was as far away as possible as it could be from the Knicks' best punch. And if Donovan Mitchell does not have one of the games of his life, you're not even close. And you're telling Darius Garland, you got to go win win it for us, dude. And Darius Garland, again, did not take a shot in the fourth quarter, and he played the entire fourth quarter. They lose game two, it's Joker. Like, I I would honestly say they lose game two, it's Nixon four. I'm like, I'm like, I'm that close to saying that. That because like I don't expect the Cavs to win a game on the road. It wouldn't be crazy. And if you sweep the Cavs, oof. All right. Okay, let me, let me not get crazy. Let me not get wild. Let me not get wild. Let's, let's keep it conservative. They go beat us once. They go beat us once. Nixon three. Nah, nah. <laughs> Dog, New York Knicks 15 wins away from the NBA championship. Thank you, John Rivers. Appreciate that. JL says, we also left a ton of points on the board in transition. RJ fucked up like three times. Mitch missed a dunk, and Randall had a bad pass as well. They did yeah, I mean... The Knicks just, they didn't have a good game and we still won. Like, I don't get why people are like, I don't, well, Tony Pesta, I don't get why that guy on Twitter is like saying this was our best punch. But um, yeah, the Knicks stayed, they left a lot to be desired out there on the court. And if I'm the Cavs, if I'm the Cavs, I'm like, damn, like that was our opportunity to really take advantage of the Knicks, like not being themselves, at least offensively. Like, if you look at the Knicks' offensive rating, um, you know, it tells a different story than what you saw on the court today. So. Oh, that's also the big thing, too. The Knicks' vaunted offense didn't beat you. It was their defense. So if the Knicks find their offense, and we know you don't have offense. Like, y'all offensive rating is eighth. Bullshit. Bullshit, because, you know, if the Knicks can score 120, the Cavs aren't beating them. I told you that was a cut. I've been saying it, and that's the cutoff point, because they don't, they don't score 120. Unless it's a blowout against like a really bad team, but they don't score one play. So, so if you're the Cavs, you're looking at it as like we don't really have any consistency offensively aside from one dude, maybe one and a half dudes. We're gonna need three guys to show up cons- on consistently. We're gonna need to be able to survive their bench unit having really big games, and we're gonna need to be able to slow down uh, Jalen Brunson. And we can't do that if um, Isaac Okoro cannot stay on the floor because he's unplayable offensively. There are so many Cavs, like, so there are so many problems the Cavs have to figure out. Meanwhile, the Knicks are just like, how do we stop Donovan Mitchell? And if the Knicks are able to do that, then I, I really do not see a pathway for the Cavs to win this series. 
It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Um, Vivek says, crazy part of tonight's game is we out-rebounded the Cavs by 13, and neither Mitch nor Hartenstein led the team in rebounds. Yeah. yeah. I mean, let me look at the box score. I think it was Josh Hart, right? It was Josh, Josh Hart and, and Julius. Yeah. Two double-doubles. Yeah. I mean, and RJ had – I mean, not RJ. Julius had the biggest rebound of his life maybe so far. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's the biggest game he's played in. So far, yeah. I mean, game one on the road, set the tone. You grab that rebound. You basically secured the win. Also, the bars, the-, are, the bars are healthy. That was the best play of game ever. <laughs> That's his best playoff game ever, dude. Yeah, oh, the bar God. is in absolute hell for him with playoff games. I mean, the way he came out in the first half, I really thought, like, you know. He might have been all on one. Yeah. I think he kind of – I think he was – I think what happened just at the ankle. Like, he's still dealing with the ankle, mind you. So it's like that first quarter come out, and he's just like, you might as well just come out firing first half. I think he probably thought, about, yeah, I would probably be gassed. Remember, he, he hasn't played in three weeks. He's – been nursing the ankles, like, and then like he's doing a lot of defense band on the boards. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like beat him up too much for this game. I think game two will be better. All, all we need is like 44% shooting for the field, bro. That's all we need. <laughs> um. Chris Bernhardt says Okora was so bad offensively that Breen was being nice and saying, well, he's four for four from the line. <laughs> yeah, it's bad when they bring up your free throw stats. It's like, all right, like we're really grasping for straws here now. Yep. It's. Oh, man. Mike Breen might have been. I, didn't, I wasn't able to listen to it because someone else lived in Texas, unfortunately, but I figured that that was a good broadcast to, to listen to. Let's see. I'll take this bad random game over his bad game in 2021. Yep. Yep. Because I think he played really good defense on Mobley. He played really good defense on Mobley. He got, there, got after it on the board. And I feel like he was a more of a willing passer than I think we saw in the last couple of games before he got injured down the stretch. And it's not that he's not a willing passer most of the time. It's just like sometimes you can tell he's not thinking of passing. So it, it, it was good to see him play like that. Really, just really encouraging, and I think you can build, you can build off that. Definitely, um, yeah. His bad games in 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 twenty twenty one too were just like, like you could just see like he was tight. He, he was upset the whole time, and like he was just not going to like recover at least mentally from it. Um, and he said it himself, like the first games, all the energy that came out, they were just gassed. Cause like it's it's hard to hype up yourself like that, dude. Like. The amount that it takes to like get yourself amped up until like the crowd is going, like it was just packed after COVID. You had like a, a great season. That was the first season in the playoffs in eight years. Like that's a ton of energy, and they were just gassed. And then like Bogdan Bogdanovic summoning and hexing the ball just took the win out of their sails. Um, do you think Cavs will treat it as a must-win game in Game Two? You have to. Of course, yeah, it's playoffs. Like every game matters that much more now. Like they're they're not gonna like take game two 
like lightly and be like, you know what, we'll take, you know, if we don't win this one, we'll get game three. Like, no, they got to win this one because if they go into game three down 0-2, going into MSG, the vibes are going to be already low. And then once you see that crowd and like if the Knicks come out hot, like if Randall has one of those games where he comes out going crazy in the first quarter, like he's had multiple, like a million times this year, and you get that MSG crowd rocking, or you get Jalen Brunson just going crazy, or you just get quickly hitting like some quick threes, just like, whoo, it's gonna get real nasty real quick. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah. So like, if you go if you go down 0-2 in this in this series, like they're they're definitely gonna treat game two like a must win game. Like, yeah, you have you have to because then the Knicks have a home court advantage. Knicks have home court advantage and a two game lead, and you're just gonna be stumbling at that point. So you. Game two is house money for the Knicks, so they're gonna have no, they have no pressure. Ultimately speaking, if the series is tied one-one, heading back to New York, you feel good about that. You feel like the Cavs know that they can't win on the road, and yeah, so the Knicks can like really take their heart in game two if they if they win it, and the Cavs are probably like we know that. So game two is probably gonna be pivotal, and remember, it's not a series until the until the road team wins. So. It's a series. It's a series. Oh, wow. Malik Monk and Andrew Ring is really going crazy off the bench for their teams. Yeah. Malik, Malik Monk, real hooper. I got a parlay for both of them with 20 to score in this game, and they are, like, both halfway there. So. You're sick, right? I am making money, so I'm you not are, sick. You are betting on the damn playoffs, bro. <laughs> Yeah, that's like the most consistent time to bet on it. Like, you know, the stars are gonna come out and score. Like, I bet you, I bet you, if someone had a parlay for like Donovan Mitchell, thirty-five points and five and five and five threes or whatever it was. Like that shit cashed easy. Like, you just know stars are gonna perform in the playoffs, so it's much easier to bet on it. Like in the regular season, there's like so many variables. Like, oh, this random bench guy might randomly come in this game. Like, no one's doing that bullshit in the playoffs, unless you're like Ty Lue. He likes to pull bullshit like that. True. Yeah. Um, Brent. Hey, what is up, Brent? Hello, Brent. I was told Mobley was going to like Timmy D against us. Where was he? I mean, like Randall shot bad, but I don't think it was Mobley's defense much more than. It was just Some like people Randall. on Twitter were crediting Mobley for that. Like they're like, you know, Rand- you know, Mobley's length really is bothering Randall on these sure. shots. I, and I was, I, for me, it didn't even look like it because like there was like some shots where like. Moby was really contesting them, and they, they, Randall just made them. Yeah, like, what probably happened more than likely is Randall hasn't played a game in three weeks, and then, like, Mobley was the closest defender in the area. And, like, I just, I, I don't care. I'm sorry. I do not care what Evan Moby's defense this series. I just did not feel it. Like, there was a couple shots maybe that you're like, oh, wow. Really says his best play was was the dunk in the first quarter and was invisible ever since. Yeah, yeah, he was like, what was he? There was one point someone tweeted out he was like three of ten in the paint at one point. Um, I don't know if that number continued to get worse. Um, I think that was like in the third or fourth quarter that was. But yeah, there was a point where he was like three of ten in the paint. So yeah, like that. you you're looking at these like these possessions in the second quarter. Julius beats Mobley off the dribble. Allen stuffs him at the rim. Julius misses a bunny that should have been a foul. It's Donovan Mitchell guarding him. He misses the wide open three. He probably just doesn't have his legs underneath him. Uh, again, Mobley has like a really good contest on the jumper right there. Still hit rim. Like, I don't think it's Mobley doing anything to Randall. Wide open three. He missed it. 
I'm just going through all his possessions now because I'm just like, this makes no sense. I don't know why you would even say that. Julius creates space. Mowgli is ducking towards him. Uh, yeah, again, Julius creates space up and under. They just, I think they call that the offensive foul. Yeah, they call that the offensive foul. Um, again, Randall wide open. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not really concerned about their defense. The hell Test- are you watching? No, I'm testing out some new stuff on the on the stream. So you got some background music here. That's um, funny. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, oh yeah. Here, here's a good one from Chris Bernhard. Um, Mavs fans had to be in hell watching the second half Brunson reenact last year's first round. Yeah, I know. I know Mavs fans. They just in hell in general. Um, I'm hoping like OKC jumps them in the lottery. We're all um, hoping. Because that would be hilarious for them to not even get their pick after trying to intentionally tank so they can get the pick. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's got to be rough for them watching Luca's number two option from last year just come to New York, be the number one option, and win a playoff game versus the same dude he won a playoff game, a playoff series basically against last year. So at that point, you just go, he oh he owned your ass, like. Like, I think I saw today Stat Muse posted. They said Jalen Brunson's five and two in the playoffs versus, um, yeah, Spider. Yeah, like at that point he you just gotta hold that L, bro. Like he on your ass, he better than you, and you can't beat him. He's out here doing somersaults in your head, and he's letting you up for thirty. And when he saw he saw Donovan Mitchell on the switch and treated it like food, like. Oof, oof. Sam trying to get the chat to move with that music. Like facts, bro. Like, what? You down in the porno? Relax. What? That was a that was a great A like eighties right. filthy movie music, bro. You gotta chill. Wow, that that was titled Lo-Fi, by the way. All right, dude. You lying to the people. All right. I must play something else now. Okay. Oh, these, these musics are these music selections are actually terrible. I'm gonna stop. Oh, <laughs> uh, where's the ice spice? Yeah, you're trying to get us copyrighted. All right. <laughs> Have UMG take down this whole stream right now. Um. So JL says, "All right, closing out this game after blowing a lead to go down 93-92 is special. Completely I've seen right. them lose this game like 50 times in the Thibs era. This team is different. They were um, losing these games earlier in the season." It was in these, they were, yeah, they were, and they were losing these games last year too. Like, yep. Go watch. Actually, don't go rewatch last year's post game show. Lakers, <laughs> Portland, Nets. Nets. Oh, they showing Jalen Brunson's bucket. Ah! Hey. Look at Donovan Mitchell walking off the court, pissed. He was upset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, all series long, baby. All series long. Getting that work. Chetty. Yo, I pray to God they keep Chetty Osmond on this man in the fourth quarters. Bro, they had no help. <laughs> <laughs> they, left that, they left that poor man on the island. So Chetty Osmond is like, help me. <laughs> and Mobley's like, nah, bro, I can't do it. I can't do it. He gonna cook me, too. I need defensive player of the year, but I can't let him cook me. <sighs> like, oh, my God. But yeah, like, what? 
when the stars come out to play, man, when the stars come out to play, Mobley was looking real, real regular in the light. And Mitchell Robinson is better than Jared Allen. Hold that shit. Definitely showed him that. Um, Donovan Mitchell was so hyped to ruin to ruin his special night. He wanted to stick it to us. Yeah. Also, Donovan Mitchell was like trying to hoop his ass off to be like, you should have traded for me. This is a serious field by spot. If he loses, Oof. Oof. that's gonna be hilarious for us, by the way. Oh, oh, I need the narrative, bro. I need them. You went all in on Donovan Mitchell, and you can't beat the Knicks. I'm sorry, bro. If you lose this series, you gotta hold that on the chin, but somehow. They get to be the really good team that's contending and also get to be the scrappy underdog. It makes no sense. And meanwhile, the Knicks have some, supposedly have all the pressure on them, despite the fact they haven't made any all-in moves, and nobody expected them to be in this position in the first place. Y'all were saying we would be the 10th seed. And y'all was calling Jalen Brunson overplayed and overpaid, and you're like, Julius Randle sucks. What are they doing over there? Our highest-ranked our highest ranked player heading into the season was 61st, and it was R.J. Barrett. Like... Oh, how times have changed since then. And somehow, like, you got Steven and talking about, if they lose this series, nothing matters anymore. It's like, no, not how that works, bro. So dumb. I hate them. And if we win that series, it's just the Knicks are lucky. No. Uh, it's, it's... Oh, boy. Um... JL also brings up teams going down 2 0 in a series have only won 20 times in 282 series in a seven game series. That is 7% of the time. You take this all. Take this all. If you go, if they go up 2 0, that series is done. They're not winning. They're not winning it. Knock on wood. True. I don't want to be embarrassed. You don't want this to come back and haunt you. Um, Hug Life says, neither Mitchell or Garland are some quick twitch bursty guards. What a yep. com- combination of words there. Plays right into our physicality of our perimeter defenders. Yeah, definitely. They're not like the type of guards that like yeah. give us issues. Um, like, Mitchell's that, Mitchell's that, issues. Uh, usually the guards that give us issues are like... I mean... Uh, I, I can't really think of a guard that gives us issues. Like, Luca gave us issues, but Luca gives everybody issues. It's, but it's more like that, where it's like, you're stronger. The Knicks, the Knicks defense is all about physicality. And, like, how I said, so, like, if you're able to out-physical the Knicks, then you are able to, like, really wear it on the perimeter defenders. But how many guards in the league can out-physical the Knicks? Not a lot. I think Donovan can, to an extent, because he's he's more like he's stronger than he is like athletic. He is athletic, but he's also just like really stockily built. Um, but yeah, like over the course of the series, I wouldn't be surprised if like the physicality kind of wears him down. Like this was game one off of rest. So having to bump into Hart, Grimes, RJ, Randall, um, for an entire series, and hell, if Deuce gets minutes, like having to bump to Deuce, look, Deuce is strong despite the fact he's 6'1". It, it, it's a lot, man. Like I, the physicality is not being on um, is not being like really talked about much. But uh, it's it's gonna matter and it's important. Yeah. And even although JB Bench is saying obviously our bench has to give us a spark, it's not coming, bro. 
dog it hasn't been giving you a spark all year it's not happening right now like it, it's it's not gonna happen they don't have a like, bench are you gonna Im- like who are you gonna insert Dean like, Wade, he bro. Going, like he took out dean wade because dean wade was like legitimately giving them nothing yeah he didn't play the second dean wade didn't play the second half ricky Rubio didn't play the second half like you might have to go to danny green bro danny green like, who are you going to put out there? You're going to put Danny Green? You're going to put Raul Neto out there? You're going to put Lamar Stevens on the court? Like, God bless your soul if you put those guys out there. Yeah. Danny Green will be cooked in, like, uh, an instant. Yeah, we'll be taking him off the dribble. Like, J- like Jalen Brunson will be begging for that switch. Begging. RJ Barrett might actually score over him. Just might. I mean, Jalen Brunson was, like, legitimately just walking these guys down the court to end the game and just like just coming up slowly doing a little iso dancing on chetty do whatever he wanted he'll be doing this the, the entire way of the court just, just this and i he's doing this like also low key we have some really good dances jordan bub says i heard from an analyst that chetty osman as a starter is the answer for the Cavs. if you do that brunson is going off for 40 plus points. you can't Hey, if the Cavs want to make him a starter, by all means, do it. Hey, I will not. You will not hear any complaining from me. Shetty Osman played ten minutes, and Brunson went four or nine, one or two from three. Like he had nine points on no free throws, mind you. Ethical hoops. Yeah, I mean, hey, make Chetty a starter, please. Please do it. Please do it. We tried to tell Cavs fans about like what their deficiencies were and how we would expose them. And despite having a shit game from us, we still were able to do those things to a T. So. Yeah, man. It's, it's going to be a dogfight for them. And again, they have way more questions than we do. Because the Knicks just have a lot more depth. And the, that is basically just like, okay, you need to play better. Um, you need to make more shots. The Cavs have to figure out their bench. They have to try to buy their their guys' minutes. If they go down 0-2, it's a matter of like having composure on the road. Uh, it, it's it's a lot, man. It's a lot. I'm not envious of them. I guarantee that much. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Jay also credits Grimes for hitting those two free throws. Huge free throws. Huge. We've seen this team fold in these moments, too. Because, like, so shout out to JL for bringing this up. Because, like, this may seem like, you know, nothing or, like, it may be little. But, like, Knicks have folded in these moments where they needed to hit free throws just to win the game and did not do it. So shout out to Grimes for hitting the free throws. Um, this is a weirdly refereed game, by the way. I will say that. Um, that's something I did not put in my notes because I just didn't think that it impacted the game that much, but it was just very weird. Um, we, of course, got the benefit of the whistle. Um, I think that's just a, 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 a quality of the way we play anyways. Um, we, we, we've always been a team that gets a lot of free throws, I think, all year, but it's just a matter of fact of us being able to capitalize on the free throws. That's something that we have not been able to do. Um, but today the we were able to get our free throws, hit them, but like 
it was just a matter of like the way calls were being called like they were like weirdly letting it be physical in some moments and then like being ticky tack in other moments so it was just like okay like what is the vibe of the game that we're going for we want the Cavs to win Uh. Yep. Um, JL says it would also it would be comedy if the Cavs fans hyped the Pacora coming back just for him to be unplayable the entire series because he's a brick. I mean, that's basically what he was today. I mean, I know that he didn't play mainly because of like the injury, but like that's probably what's gonna happen anyways in some of the games in this series because like you can't play him if he can't shoot. Yeah, it's like. Why is he on the court? Like, and you can say that for a lot of the dudes. Why is, like, Ricky Rubio on the court? Why is Dean Osmond on the court? Like, Chetty Osmond, you mean? You combine Dean Wade and Chetty Osmond into one player. You might as well, Dean Osmond. Yeah, exactly. Like, Dean Osmond, Chetty Wade. Like, they're all bums. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know what else to talk about in this game. I mean, we got to get ready for game two. Obviously, you know, Knicks, we want them to win game two. I would love for that to be the case. So that way we go into MSG with a 2-0 lead. I mean, they're obviously playing with house money in this next game. So like, you know, they, they can afford to lose, but I'd rather they not. Like, I'd rather just like take complete control of this series and have the Cavs like basically spiraling. Um, heading into MSG, um, so yeah, we'll we'll see how things play out. Uh, if they take Game Two, man, start booking tickets to Milwaukee. If y'all want to go to the games, <laughs> that, that that's all. That's all I gotta do. Hmm. All right. Um, so I think that will do it for us today. Um, you know, Nick's big win, big playoff win. Shout out Jalen Brunson, shout shout out Villanova boys. Um, shout out RJ for his defense. Shout out, you know, Randall for getting us going in that first half. Knicks will play game two on Tuesday. So Knicks get quite a bit of rest. They get Sunday and Monday off. Yep. Um, so that's that's good for uh, good for you know the Knicks, good for the Cavs, I guess, since the Cavs played their starters like the whole game, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll be back on Tuesday after game three. Game two, I mean. Wow, I'm jumping ahead. Game three, game two. Wow, I keep jumping ahead. All after right, game bro. two. <laughs> we'll be back after game two. Um, hopefully the Knicks take another win. Shout out to everyone that's been rocking with us. Make sure you leave a like and subscribe. We are on our way to 1K subs. Make sure you check out everything stricken related in the description. We got links to the site. Merch. We got new merch. We got the Jalen Brunson co- collection. We got the spring collection. We got the Emmanuel Quickly Quickland merch. You guys have been asking for that. It is here. Check that out in the link in the description. We have links to the um, Twitter and Patreon, both ways to support us. Um, 
We're also on Instagram, as you can see in the corner of your screen. Now that I removed this comment, at the strict.land. Another great way to support us as well as, you know, follow along with anything Strickland related. Um, so definitely check that out. Um, and yeah, we'll be back on Tuesday night. Knicks will play game two. Hopefully take a commanding 2-0 lead. We will see you all then. Thank you all for tuning in. Enjoy your Sunday and Monday and the rest of playoff basketball. Hopefully it's better than the first two games that happened today. Hopefully better than the Hawks. <laughs> yeah. Anything anything should be and could be better than the Hawks series. So, you know, enjoy the next couple of days of playoff basketball, y'all. We'll see you on Tuesday. Peace, Peace. out.